When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, black and white sports fans. Happy Friday. It is the last day of the work week. Well, not for us. We're seven days a week, but uh, what is going on, Rhodes? How you doing? Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, black and white sports fans. And before I forget, make sure you go subscribe to us on podcast. We're available wherever fine podcasts are available. This stream and all of our videos. So. I keep forgetting to say that, so I wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah, I was actually looking at those uh, podcast numbers the other day, man. Pretty good, man. I think we had like a record, like 2,400 uh, plays like three days ago. Uh, that was that was pretty good right there. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. I, I noticed the jump in something else, too, and I was like, whoa, in one day? <laughs> I yeah. was like, what's yeah. going on here? And then the next day was still close to like 2,000. Or something like that. I know it. So it is pretty good. Yes, it is. And let's make this stream grow, guys. Smash the thumbs up button. If you do not mind, share the stream if you can. Uh, We're going to be doing our Super Bowl pits. Of course, you guys already see the uh, the main topic here Um, as well. We'll be diving into that. Uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And that, that's that's pretty much it right there. So it's going to be a good show on top of us doing our Super Bowl pits. And um, I actually had Undisputed on and because uh, I was curious about how Shannon and Skip were going to pick. And they picked exactly the way I thought that they would. I did. Because I, I don't think in these um on these sports debate shows. I can't think of many people on, on these shows that's actually picked the same way. I'm seeing a lot of Rams love. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. A lot. It feel, I mean, they're four-point favorites, but it feels like they're like 20-point favorites. I know. Can, can I, you take a guess? Guess how Shannon Sharp pits? Rams. Guess how, Rams. Skip, guess how Skip Bayless pit? Bengals. You're right. <laughs> I, I knew he, it before I even saw it. He picked Joe Burrow. He, he aired yeah. on the side of Joe Burrow. Yeah. 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 I yeah. haven't but seen what, it, but that was my guess. No. Yeah, that's why I, t- I tuned in. I was like, I'm curious how they're going to pick. Um, oh, don't worry. Ennis Cantor traded to the Rockets. Um, there's a bit of controversy with that because he is not a Rocket. He got traded, and then he was released. Is it coincidence? Is the China thing play into this? We will have to see. But uh, like I said, smash thumbs up button, guys. Um, oh, by the way. Member live stream is tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So members of the website 
and also uh, members of the channel. So if you are a member here, you'll, you'll actually uh, get to join in on the live stream tomorrow morning. Uh, Rose and I, you, we usually go for about an hour on um, those streams. So click the join button right now because you can also get access to uh, the full live stream when we're also done. Um, I posted a video over there on the website as well for the members. So uh, silver members, email us if you'd like to be on the uh, the panel. Uh, I wonder if uh, Mick is going to be on. I wonder if he's going to end up going. He's usually always on. So, And uh, if I bow out for like a minute to a minute and a half, I've got a cat mama running around. And well, you're fired then. You're fired. Then the babies need their mama back at some point, so I may have to put her back in the kennel. No, no man, you're fired. You're fired if you leave. You're fired if you leave. Mr. Matrix but, hates animals, and he is not a pro-animal <laughs> rights. Um, Even though yeah. I have a dog and a cat. Yeah. I can't fire you anyway, man. <laughs> I, I let mama out to roam around and get some food and get away from her kids for a little bit. And uh, right before we started the stream. So at some point, or if I hear a runaway kitten, because he got out two or three times. He got out at the end of the live stream yesterday. And then he mm -hmm. got out again, like two hours later. I looked up and there was a cat, a kitten that can't walk. It's scooting with one eye open. The, the eyes aren't even all the way open yet. Scooting across the floor. And... Mm -hmm. And my big dog, Gracie, was in a stare-off with, with the biggest cat in the house because the biggest cat in the house looked like it was about to eat the kitten. And Gracie got up in between and gave gave that cat the mm -hmm. Elvis. So, yeah, Rhodes and his animals kind of remind me of Godfather Godfather 3 when uh, Michael says, just when I think I'm out, they, they bring me back in. They pull me back. Because you, you were yeah. done with rescue animals. And then out of, uh, all, out of the blue... Bam, you got five uh cats now. Five more. Um, no, I've got. No, I'm talking about the new litter, the the mom and uh, the four kittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is it five? Is it five? God, well, you said it was um a dog cat and it four. Is five. Oh, yeah. man, you can't count. <laughs> no, I, I, I just you take it all as one group, you're like. You know, a mama cat and some kittens. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. No, no, I got two dogs, too. Let's not. Don't don't put me in a box mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Now, that lead line from Godfather 3, that was probably about the only good thing about that movie. You realize that movie was nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture? Yeah. That was a token nomination. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good movie, man. <laughs> because The Godfather was in the title. Yeah. And guys, go and subscribe to the Matrix and Road Show. We had a really good day over there. If you like the the stuff that we put in over here on sports, it's pretty much the same thing over there, except for like entertainment. Even though it's a little bit more mainstream sometimes, but uh that everything is all white thing. Uh getting pretty good views over there for that channel. So go over there and subscri subscribe to on uh, the Matrix and uh, Road Show. Ew, interesting. Yeah. Godfather 3 is a dumpster fire. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Um, Are you guys ready for us to get this show started? We've been rambling for about seven minutes. I was waiting for 100 people to get in. We've been over 100 here for um quite a bit. So 
It is the week. Now, this is this is really strange, man. I can't think of because this is Super Bowl week. The game is in two days, and nobody's really talking about the game. I know it. I mean, I can't think of a Super Super Bowl that hasn't gotten really any kind of play. You know, like even if you go to ESPN's website, I don't think they even have the Super Bowl on the front page. No, they got James Harden on the on the first page, and if you go to their Okay, they got it on the NFL uh, front page, but that's pretty much it. It seems like I almost forgot that the Super Bowl was happening. Did I you? didn't. I didn't really start thinking about it until uh, maybe about two thirds of the way through yesterday, and then I was like, "Oh wow, the Super Bowl Sunday! Mm-hmm. Wow, the Super Bowl Sunday!" And guess what, guys? We're not even going to start off the show talking about the Super Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, no. It's not even in the thumbnail. The Friday show before the Super Bowl, and Roger Goodell stole the Super Bowl's thunder with uh, more of his blatant racism. Yeah. <laughs> so this is absolutely ridiculous, guys. But the Denver Broncos are up, to, up for sale, and you guys know that. And I do believe I do believe the way that um transactions should work in a um in a capitalist economy is the highest the highest bidder wins but it seems like the NFL may be trying to do a little bit of finagling here and try to influence a sale because check this out guys this is allegedly here NFL is begging the US's richest black man to buy the Denver Broncos sources say now who is this black man? It is Robert F. Smith. He is worth $6.7 billion. So he definitely has enough capital to purchase the Broncos and estimates are that the Broncos are going to go for somewhere around 3.75 billion to 4 billion. But there's a problem with this. Robert F. Smith doesn't even really want to buy an NFL team. He has something else going on that he wants to do. Now, Rhodes sent me this, and when I saw this, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked. Um, Yeah, you're right about that, Dr. Uh, Rosa Rosen. I, I was shocked about this, but I guess I shouldn't be shocked about this because this is nothing more than the NFL trying to prove that they're not racist. Now, what is what is the playbook out of the CRT, the Ibram X. Kendi's Roads? You, it's not enough for you just to say you're not racist. You must be anti-racist, right? Well, you've got, you've got to be so against racism that you're actually a racist. Yeah. That is, that's the playbook these days. Yeah. And it should be noted and this is something we've kind of noticed. You should be racist against all ethnic backgrounds except blacks. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. It's, well, when it comes to it, the sports media, you know, they they have been like, they don't even think that uh, Mike McDaniel is black enough. No, no. I mean, that's still a thing. He came out and lost his mind on that at that press conference. Yeah, yesterday. he did. I did a video on that. Yeah, just came out and was like, I identify as a human human being being. (laughs) 
But the I woke mean, sports media didn't even give this man the common courtesy of being a human being. Nope. They saw him as a white face. A um, uh, Stephen A. Smith said, "Oh, what do you say was a uh, multiracial? Yeah, you identify as multiracial. All right, whatever." Uh, this yeah. is this is a conversation about black people. That's what Stephen A. Smith said. And yeah, Deadspin, of course, called him a white guy. His dad's black. He was yeah. like, my dad is black, by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably, probably definitely a multi-biracial multi, um, black guy, but still. Well, they tried, even... to, they tried to bait him yesterday, too, because they were like, somebody literally asked him, did you see any red flags with Stephen Ross? And he was like, no. And I'm sitting back thinking, again, the Dolphins GM is a black guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I find this funny, man. I find this funny about Brian Flores. Now the black GM of the Dolphins had a hand in firing him. And they hired another person that is part black. And when it comes down to the Texans, he's a finalist for the Texans. The Texans say, and a Texan that, uh, actually, um, had a relationship with uh, Brian Flores in uh, New England. Said, nah, man, we ain't hiring you. We're going to hire another black guy. And then Brian Flores freaks out about that. I find that hilarious. For the first time yesterday, for the first time yesterday, Mike Florio brought up the fact that he th- he thought it was possible Brian Flores got some bad advice in filing this lawsuit that it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that he brought it up. He was like, I feel like somebody brought this up during the midst of Brian Flores being mad about the Brian Dayball thing. And I mm-hmm. am about to, yep. I have a kitten out. I'll be right back. Okay. And while he's, um, I'm going to read some of this uh, for, for you guys real quick to paint the picture here. The National Football League is uh, frantically appealing to Robert F. Smith, the nation's richest black man, to abide the Denver Broncos. But thus far, he has shown a reluctance to bid, sources told The Post. Smith, a New York-based private equity tycoon who famously spent $34 million in 2019 to pay for the student loans of the entire graduating class of Morehouse College is a Denver native and would become the first black owner of an NFL team if he purchased the Broncos. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is pulling out all the stops to woo Smith, even as the team is rumored to have gained interest from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, and he's worth way, way more, uh, as well as quarterback legends. Peyton Manning and John Elway sources said that's because Goodell is scrambling to repair the Leeds banged up image when it comes to race relations. Quote, Goodell is putting tremendous pressure on him to bid a source uh, close to the situation said of Smith last week ex Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the NFL that compared the lead to a plantation where 70% of the players are black and none of the owners are. And uh, that's uh, Robert F. Smith right there at the graduation um, uh, they were talking about there. Nevertheless, the 59-year-old Smith, 
who has an estimated net worth of $6.7 billion, according to Forbes, is in the middle of raising a $20 billion-plus fund for his Austin-based uh, buyout firm, Vista Equity Partners. He doesn't want to saddle with hunting for a new starting quarterback, two sources said. Quote, Smith grew up as a Broncos fan and might want to buy a team, but not now while he is raising a fund, one source close to the situation said. Quote, I think it's 50-50 whether he bids for the team, a well-placed banking source told the Post. The NFL desperately wants Smith to bid. Right now, he doesn't want to. If Smith bids, he wins. And probably so, because as far as the contenders for the Broncos, Rhodes, when you're talking about uh, Peyton Manning and um, John Elway, they don't have the capital. They don't have that kind of money to uh, outbid uh, Smith. Yeah, they they'd have to be they'd have to get a an ownership group together, and they're only going to have they could have a sizable. They wouldn't, be, they wouldn't even be controlling owners. No, no, they could have a sizable minority ownership, but yeah. they wouldn't have any controlling ownership in right. the club whatsoever. If the team, yep. if the sale goes for four billion dollars, you need to have own thirty percent to have a controlling interest. So that's roughly like one point two, one point five billion, somewhere around there. Okay. Now, John Elway. Now I'm curious. Now, let's look at um. John Elway's uh, net worth. Let's see here. Not even close. John Elway, one hundred forty-five million net worth. No. Uh, no Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning here. Somewhere up around four or five hundred million, I would guess. Yeah, um, Peyton Manning. No, he's not. Two hundred and fifty million. Wow. Yeah, wow. but um. And the NFL requires that when it comes to um, debt on buying a team, it can't be any more than a billion dollars. That's what they require. Okay. So now the other person here that is um, in the running. Now this guy, uh, he's right here. I mean, I'm going to stop sharing my screen real quick. <laughs> and I'm going to share this one here. Now, Elon Musk is African-American. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Media Mongo uh, Byron Allen to bid for ownership of the Broncos. But people don't really think he's a contender here. So keep that in mind. Actually, I'll go back to the other article here because they actually mentioned that uh, in that article. Go back over here. Because right down here, well, actually, here, here's the thing. Let me let me finish on um, Smith. It says that um, Smith uh, reports that Smith, who is also the chairman of Carnegie Hall, was a possible bidder for the Broncos. Uh, was a possible bidder for the Broncos' first surface late, late last month. Smith didn't comment at the time, but a source close to the billionaire sought to throw cold water on the speculation. "Quote: Robert's priorities right now." are on the fight for voting rights and economic justice rather than being an owner of a team. He continues to be the most focused on how he can be, how he can best help underserved communities 
gain access to capital, health care, education, and the ballot box. Pursuing ownership of the Broncos is not on his radar right now. Now, Rhodes, yeah. if this is true, Roger Goodell is in a pickle here. Will he force this guy to buy the team and take him away from, it says it right here, voting rights? <laughs> what what if he's forced to choose between the two and he chooses the NFL? What are people oh, going to say? That would be a very interesting scenario if he pulls him away from voting rights. <laughs> the fight for voting rights. Newsflash, uh, guys, you already got the right to vote. It, correct, correct. Uh, yeah, uh, Roger Goodell could actually come out potentially looking worse in this scenario. Right. And look, and look. I have a couple of reasons why Roger Goodell could come out looking worse Ooh. in this scenario. See, Rhodes has some, he knows some other stuff here about Mr. Smith. Show do show, uh, show got him, got him. Uh, look, you want to, you want to share your screen? Well, well, let's, let's start with a what if before we go into, okay. Okay. Uh, before we go into the, uh, the cleanup, cleanup spot. And okay. Start good hitting, question. Start hitting right. bombs. I know where you're going. So, what would Roger Goodell do if Robert Smith comes in and then proceeds proceeds to hire a white head coach hmm. and or a white coaching staff? What does Roger Goodell do then? Because he's he would have a very, very interesting uh, scenario presented before him if that was to happen. What is Roger Goodell going to do then? What is his next move? Because mm. he's running, he's running out of ideas. He would be running out of ideas. Now you may be like, well, yeah, but Robert Smith's black, and he would, he would obviously want to hire, uh, you know, a black staff, right? I mean, that's what Roger Goodell thinks. No, ex ex let, me, let me let me let me say this, Rose. Let me say this. Okay, okay. This man did not become a billionaire by being stupid. I'm pretty sure he didn't make his wealth by being stupid and making stupid decisions. He put the best people around him. Mm. That's why he's worth almost $7 mm. billion. Mm. Now, this is what we've got. This is his Vista Equity Group. And this is all his this is all his boys and girls he's got around working for him at this time. This is his right-hand people. This is the people he's got on his board. Now, we've got some fellow by the name of David A. Breach. And this guy is going to be, oh, he's a white dude. Okay. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a white dude. All right. All right. Well, uh, let, let's go to David Flannery. Da David Flannery, I mean, he surely, oh, no. Oh. Oh, oh no. Right. He, he he looks white. I mean, I maybe I'm wrong. I, he looks white. Uh let's senior managing director. I mean, this is this has got diversity hire written. Oh shit, he's lily white. Oh, wait, oh. <laughs> right. He, okay, my bad. Uh okay, let's go to uh James P. Hickey. Rhodes, maybe this they guy, just got maybe they got skin bleaching. Oh, this is a, we got, we got four, one, two, three, we got, 
four consecutive. Now he he did go uh, diversity here. He did hire uh, an Asian American. It seems, uh, okay. and a woman and a woman. Okay, that's okay. That's my guess is uh, Betty Hung was probably considered the most qualified person for managing director. Greg Myers. Let's see what Greg Myers is. He has got to be. Oh, come on. Uh, oh, oh uh, no. Oh man. Oh God, man. We're 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 losing. Uh, come on, man. Come on. Give me give me a good one. Give me a good one. Uh, this is uh, now. This gentleman seems to be of possible Indian descent. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Wait a minute. Uh, he's not black. No, no, he's he's not black, so he doesn't qualify for the uh, for the uh, SJW Brave Stunning okay. and Courageous Award. The, the, come see. on, this one guys to be a good one. Yes, yes we're on, rolling. Uh oh. Oh. Uh oh. Oh. He's not black. Uh, no, no, I, I I I can't say that he is. Clifford. Come on, Let's man. See. Oh, Let's here do we it. Go. Let's do it. Come on. Oh. Oh. Uh, no. 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 Say it ain't so. Say it's not so. You know what? So you, you mean to tell that, me that this oh. black owner of the company doesn't have one black person in upper management? Oh, Robert Smith is a racist. He's a white supremacist. He's Larry Elder reincarnated <laughs> right here before your very oh the, the black face of white supremacy. The black. Robert Smith is the black face of white supremacy, along with Larry Elder and John Matrix right in front of you. Really? I mean, look, and all these guys may be super woke, but my point is, you didn't, you're, I mean, uh, Rod, Roger Goodell's wanting to bring him in because it's going to be a slam dunk way of getting black head coaches hired. Are we sure about that? Because it seems to me like that's not necessarily a slam dunk. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting right there. And Rhodes had to dip out again. Guys, honestly, we're, we're joking here. But um, Robert F. Smith, I'm pretty sure that he hired these people simply because they were really good at what they do. It's just that simple. Had nothing to do with uh, skin color, but if this Roger Goodell thing is true, they're simply wanting him strictly because of his skin color. When he's pretty much come out and said, I don't want, I don't want to be an owner right now. I don't. So Roger Goodell begging him, getting on his knees, probably ain't going to work. But there's another guy here that, um, that um, wants to actually go into the bid, and he's publicly announced this, and that's um, uh, Brian Brian Allen. Allen, let me share my screen here with you guys, so you guys can see it. This is still from the same article here, but uh, another black guy here, another black guy there, um, Brian Allen. It says earlier this week, comedian turned media mongol Brian Alley Allen said he was preparing a bid for the Broncos. Still, a source familiar with uh, Allen's finances said he likely doesn't even have two hundred and fifty million to invest in the team, That's and the league work. is not taking his efforts seriously. "Quote: Anyone who who announces themselves as a bidder is not a real candidate," 
a banker close to the sale sales process set of Allen. Uh, Brian Allen said in an interview with the post that capital isn't an issue. Hmm. Capital is not an issue, but if he doesn't have the two fifty, because uh, there's another part here that said uh, league rules require that an owner put no more than one billion dollars in debt on a team and put down at least thirty three percent of the equity. Even if uh, talking about uh, Robert Smith here uh, brought in partners to buy the rest of the team, which insiders um, expect he would. Smith would have to write a check for at least of at least one billion dollars. Mm. So if this team goes to four mil four billion, right here, in the case of uh, Allen, it says he doesn't even have two hundred and fifty uh, million, and you can't have any more than a billion dollars in debt to uh, purchase a team and get. I'm talking about controlling ownership. Right, right. This, right. this dude ain't a real. He ain't a real contender. Right. It's just that simple. No, he's not. He he, he 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 can buy a minority stake in it. But that's it. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have the he doesn't have the the wealth needed to purchase an NFL. He, he's team. a minority minority stake and that's pretty much it. And that's now, pretty much it. Yeah. Now this guy could be a real contender but he doesn't want to uh do it. Um, what about the BET founder, Robert, Robert Johnson? How much is he, how much is his uh, net worth? Let me, let me look. I know he's pretty rich. I don't, let me see here. Cause I know he's rich. He's a billionaire. Maybe Roger Good, Goodell could actually call him. 1.3 billion. Oh, wait. Mm. No, uh, no, that, no, no, no. He's was, worth more than that. Well, that wait a minute. That was as of He is why is this going like this? Hold on. Well, I'm seeing things as of twenty eighteen. That's that that was his No, no, that's not him. Robert is it Robert L. Johnson, B E T, right? Yeah, Robert L. Johnson. Yeah. He's wait a minute, hold on. Wow. He's only six hundred million. I thought he was a billionaire. Well, I'm I'm seeing in certain places one point three billion. But still, that's still not enough, really. No, unless no, you not. liquidate everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who who in the world want to liquidate everything? Right. So I, I'm uh, gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say. Um, hmm, let me check somebody else here, real. Okay. Um, let me get some of these uh, super chats here while you're looking it up. Here, here's one for you. Um, okay, who's who's actually got a higher net worth than him? Michael Jordan has got a yeah. 1.6 billion dollar mm-hmm. net worth. Yep, MJ. Michael uh, Jordan owns the uh, the Charlotte uh, Bobcats, right? Right. Char- uh, no, it's not Bobcats. They're the Hornets now. And and the thing is, even if um, let's say Michael Jordan had that um, that's still not enough. Really. That capital. I mean, I mean, would he actually this, want to do it? This is the thing: David Tepper, Panthers, fifteen point eight billion. 
Jerry Jones, $10.2 billion. Robert Kraft, $8.3 billion. Stan Kroenke, $10.7 billion. I mean, you've got to have like a different level of um yeah of wealth and and for the most part these guys bought those teams Jerry bought the Cowboys for like 180 million and the Cowboys uh net worth has just kept increasing that's why right. he has he's worth what 10 billion you said yeah they say at the least even the shittiest franchise like the Jaguars is probably worth like mm-hmm. three and a half billion now yeah even when you look at the NBA man um Who's the guy that owns the uh, Clippers? Um, the new he's guy. Worth, um, he's worth. Uh, I can't remember his name. What time? When he bought the team, this is when he bought the team. His net worth was like twenty billion. He was a Microsoft guy. Twenty billion. But uh, let me read some Bal- of these uh, Bal- super chats here. Bomber. Steve Bomber. Yeah, you're right. You're right, dude. Dude, he. In July of last year, he became the ninth member of the $100 billion club. So he's $100 billion now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So his net worth, since he bought the Clippers, he's made over like $80 billion in net worth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I ain't hating on the man. All right. Um, Let me get to some of these super chats here. Uh, Dr. Rosen Rosen for four ninety nine. Much love, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, Connor Akers, $5. For LaChana James ruined the NBA with his wokeness. Where did you have him on your all-time NBA list? Honestly, I don't even want to put him on the list. <laughs> that, that, that's how much I despise him. I don't even want to rank him. Uh... But you're talking about before? when? So when did he actually start really ruining the league? Let's just go three years ago, for example. He was in the top ten. He's in the top ten. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But now I'm not even ranking him. Uh Charles Double Jansen of the second at five dollars. Didn't Elway say the Broncos are not for sale? Well, he's not no, the owner. They're they're officially up for sale. Yeah, they're yeah. they're up for sale. Yeah, they are officially up for sale. Yeah, they're they're up for sale. Uh, let me check Streamlabs if we got anything over there. Nope, we're all caught up on um super chats here. So, yeah, I don't know who's going to um to buy the Broncos. I mean, I think that Broncos fans would love to see John Elway and Peyton Manning team up together, but that that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I mean, think of how many athletes have actually been able to own teams. Michael Jordan is the only one I can really think of because, well, he was already making a whole bunch of money with uh, Nike, the Jordan brand. So, what are you laughing at or smiling at? The fact that Pat Bowen bought the Broncos for $78 million. <laughs> But what year did he buy it? Uh, I don't know. I just happened to see that as mm-hmm. I was scrolling, and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good investment. Marty Dahl, $5. NBA all-time, not in order. Kareem, Russell, Bird, Jordan, and Magic. Not a bad list. 
Yeah, but I don't, uh, I don't hate that list. Yeah, I don't have it in that order, but I don't hate the list. Well, I wouldn't have Bill Russell on there for sure. That's just me. Um. Anyway, um. Hmm. But what if? What if? Let's just say, what if John Elway had that kind of capital? And let's say the NFL. Because, you know, the league owners got to approve a sale. What if they just got to the point where they say, man, we don't want to look like racist. We're just going to block this sale. They could they could do that. But but look, Goodell's going to get a lot of pushback on something like that from from the other owners. The other owners are going to be largely involved here. And the two owners that are going to have the, the most influence is going to be Jones. Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. Yeah. And one thing, man, I, I say sell it to the highest bidder. And if Roger Goodell is like trying to influence, I, now I'm not saying this is happening here, but if let's say Rhodes, for example, wants to bid $4.5 billion for the team, whereas um, let's say myself, I'm only going to be at four billion. You take the four point five billion, and Goodell shouldn't jump in and say, "Oh no, take the four billion dollars, give it to the black guy." Now that wouldn't uh, make any sense. That's not the way that no that I, this I, should work. I believe owners would block that anyway. I I gotta be mean, real with you. I think I let's just get the elephant out of the room. Roger Goodell is cruising towards getting fired. Probably so. He's got to be. So. At, at this point, it has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. A nightmare. Whether it's guys getting in trouble, whether it's uh, owners being pissed off, Dan Snyder, John Gruden, uh, the social justice crap. It is getting, I mean, it is. it has become a dumpster fire of epic proportions for Roger Goodell now. Yeah, I mean, he's been reactionary. He's not been proactive in a lot of what he's tried to do. Um, he goes off into these investigations that seem like is is wasting a lot of money, but at the same time, he doesn't want to see them investigate the things that are actually important. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Dan Snyder has a laundry list of potential in in ha- what was potential in house indiscretions. Nothing's happening to him whatsoever. I mean, I yeah. guess for lack of a better way of putting it, I mean, there was hanky panky mm-hmm. going on all over the all over the place right, in Washington. Right. And that seems then, to then be the, the, the deflate gate news that came out last week is supposing the NFL throwing out evidence that would have exonerated the uh the Patriots and Tom Brady. He made a comment on it yesterday. He said, oh, he I did. don't know. He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know whether we got the evidence or not anymore. He said, I haven't looked at that stuff in years. He said, I don't have a clue. Come on, really? He's, he's, he said, we may not have it. He, he really said, expects I, He really expects the media to believe that he doesn't know what happened to that evidence. And and while we're at it, fire when, Troy when, Vincent, when it came too. When it came, I mean, to, when it came to Spygate, he said they destroyed the tapes. But yeah, he don't know what happened to the Deflate Gate evidence, really. <laughs> Boy, Come we're on, a, man. we're a far cry from uh, who was it, Roselle and Tagliabue? 
especially Roselle. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, Tom Brown thought I was the court ordered him to take the high bid. Uh, what? Um, now, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I remember um, we, we talked about this before. Alex Rod- Rodriguez, he was going to go to the Red Sox, but the Yankees offered him more money and he was going to take the Red Sox deal. Remember the, uh, the players association said, Oh no, you're not going to reset the market. You're going to take the Yankees deal. And they made him go to the Yankees. That's how a rod got into it. They were like, no, you're not taking a lower amount of money. And in case y'all are wondering all your Kanye's and, and Jay Z's, they, they don't have enough. Now Kanye's worth uh no Kanye's worth about six billion. He's he technically could. Well that's not what I'm showing because that's what well, I went to check. It showed one point eight billion when I just looked at No, it no. Kanye's worth more than that. I thought Dr. Dre was gonna no. be worth more than I got it right here. Kanye West is uh worth uh just as much as uh Robert Robert um Robert Smith. Well, he says point six billion. As of February first, he's claiming he's worth ten billion dollars now. Kanye. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. He, uh, he said that. Now, I don't know. See. I don't. Well, know this if that... is well. This is from CNN. It says um, that's this is a year ago six point six billion. Right. Right. I see that. Okay. What is it? What is this right here? Net worth of Kanye West. I don't even know um, what this is. In an interview with the rapper corrected Jason Lee on Hollywood Unlocked, he said he wasn't just a billion-dollar guy, but a $10 billion guy. He may, he may be. I mean, you got to remember one thing about these uh, net worth things, the estimates. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I, you know what? That would be something, man. Maybe, just maybe, Roger Goodell should reach out to Kanye West. But would he want that type of black guy, a Trump supporter, buying the <laughs> NFL team? Maybe, Con- maybe Kanye will pair up with Little Wayne, and then they mm-hmm. can go. They can both go by the Broncos. Yeah, because remember Kanye said he still got his red hat. Yeah, well, we Weezy voted for Trump too, so yeah, I know, I know he did. <laughs> those those are smart guys, man. Because look now, you got. 40 year high inflation, seven and a half percent. And guess what? Wages ain't going up. Ain't going just, up. Just do the right thing and sell it to the highest bidder. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's how this is done. I mean, yeah. that's the I way you do business. I don't give a damn if it's a Martian, if they come in and they have the highest. I'm pretty bid. sure. I'm pretty sure when Dr. Dre sold beats to Apple, he sold it to them because they were the highest bidder. Right. It's just that simple. He said they won't sell it to Trump, uh, Kanye since he's a Trump supporter. Now, one thing about billionaires, though, man, one thing that speaks for them is money. They love it. That, well, that'd be something, man. Did, I, you know what, man? I hope Kanye, if you're watching this, buy the Broncos. I, I really want to see the reaction to this. If this happens, 
they would have to force Jerry Jones to sell today if that's the case. Jerry, not, not still, only that, Jerry still has a weekly phone call with Donald Trump. They're like best no, friends. No, no, no. Let, I mean, let Kanye let Kanye West do this. Buy the Broncos, and then give Donald Trump a minority ownership stake and make him the general manager, the mob would freak out and I would love every single minute of it. President of football operations and general manager. Yes. Wow. Just imagine that, man. Imagine a fallout if that actually happened. Just imagine that. Uh, Charles W. Jansen II for $10. John, why don't you sell Rhodes off for a scientific experimentation approximate uh, sale price of of, uh, $10 million? They can find out why he likes cats so much. Then you could buy the Broncos. Well, not for $10 million, but uh, I like cats too. I have a cat. I have a cat and I have a dog. I don't have nearly as many animals as Rose, though. I mean, my dog is already a handful. I wish they'd give one. me a job. I wish they'd give me the general manager's job. I'd love to do that job. I'd love it. All you're doing yeah. is dealing, man, dealing. I mean, just negotiating, evaluating talent. Have me, a, I'd hire the best salary cap guy I could find mm-hmm. and just, um, man. But the thing go is, the thing is, l- let's go back to um, uh, Robert um, Robert F. Johnson. What type of owner would he be? Now you got you guys got to remember, some of these owners are completely hands off. Like some of these owners don't even live in the same city as their team; they leave it all up to the general manager, team president, that kind of thing too. So, if he's not involved in the hiring process. Except, you know, he shows up the owners meetings and that's pretty much it. And the team ends up hiring um, white coaches. What are they going to say? You can just say, I'm not involved in the day-to-day operation. Remember, I didn't even want to buy this team. Right, right. I, I had other stuff I want to do. I'm focusing on that. Funny. Me too. <laughs> I want to be present. Oh. Bruh, I can do a much better job than what's going on over there. I'm going to call it right now. I could have made a better book of Boba Fett than John Favreau. Easily. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying it would have been any good, but at least I would have actually respected the character of Boba Fett. Austin Cruz, $2. Starts on UFC 271 in Houston this Saturday. I don't even follow UFC, do you? Well, I don't follow it as as close as I used to, but I got Israel winning that main event. So that's and and I like uh, Jared uh, Kenyon there or whatever his name is. I like that guy. Hmm. um, Good. All right, man. Let's do it, man. Let's do our Super Bowl pits. Oh yeah. So Super Bowl is happening. What time does game even start? Let me look up the time. I want to say at five is probably kickoff. Five thirty Central Time. So 
it is the Bengals and the Rams. Now, the let me look at the line here. Let's say the line. Man, over here on uh, ESPN, they actually have they actually have that poll over there. 66.3% uh, on uh, ESPN's power football power index are picking the Rams. Mm. Now, I believe the line. Yeah, Rams are four point favorites. So, Rhodes. Yeah. Who are you rolling with? Oh, um, well. I tell you what I have noticed, almost everybody's going with the Rams. I mean, almost everybody. Yeah, I don't follow Pitts too much, but I kind of got that feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say two-thirds maybe. It seems like something like that. Um, Let me stop you real quick. Rams at home, uh, they don't have a home home field advantage. I'm one. There's going to be a lot of Bengals fans there, trust me. They even don't the, even have even, one during the year. Even the Ram bastard himself, the great Eric Dickinson, said L.A. is a Raiders town. Yeah. 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 I, ahead, still, I still say it was a huge mistake moving the Rams, but. Uh, yeah, they should have stayed in St. Louis. A, an even bigger mistake pulling the Chargers out of San Diego. That's a damn disgrace. Um, okay, side tangent. Um <sighs> Look, there's some matchups in this game that a lot of people aren't thinking about. Mike Hilton is pretty much the best slot cover corner in the game. Uh, he's a lockdown guy at slot, and it just so happens the Rams' number one wide receiver is a slot guy by the name of Cooper Cup. So that's going to mm-hmm. be a really interesting matchup. Now everybody will bring up Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's a really good corner, but what he's not, is a matchup corner. The the Rams, generally speaking, almost never put him on the other team's best receiver. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's no just out-and-out out clear advantage there. I mean, they're not going to put Ramsey necessarily on Jamar Chase. I'm sure everybody thought that. Um, but you got T. Higgins, who is an absolute beast. A lot of people are sleeping on the, the second, third wideouts for uh, – the Bengals. I mean, Tyler Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. I mean, they're excellent second and third wide receivers. You got Chase. Look, normally I would be like, look at the coach and look at the quarterback. And whichever team has the better advantage in those two areas have a pretty good chance of winning the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but who is the better I, quarterback in this? Is I, I would Stafford I would give, or Burrow. I would give the edge at coach to Sean McVay. I would too. But I'll argue to the absolute death if Joe Burrow ain't already a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I, I, I would go with Burrow. It's close, I, but I, of course, Burrow's upside is way higher than uh, Matthew Stafford. Joe way Burrow higher. looks more clutch to me. I mean, look. Look, everybody come on this podcast, and I watched the chat fill up about how horrible Jimmy Garoppolo was because he threw interceptions. Do you know who led the league in interceptions this year? Matthew Stafford. Right there, 17 pits. Tied with Trevor Lawrence. 
Who's a rookie? Who's a rookie? Okay, plain and simple. Led the league in interceptions. I will I will say this too, man. Just looking at this matchup on paper, the Rams should run away with this game because what is the biggest weakness of the um the Bengals? That offensive line against the Rams, man. Yep. yep. Aaron Donald should have a field day. He should be the MVP going away yeah. because that is this is probably the most lopsided matchup in this Super Bowl. Probably the most lopsided matchup. I mean, just look look what happened last last year. The Chiefs' offensive line atrocious, and they got steamrolled off the field. Yeah, everybody was also picking the Chiefs last year going into that Super Bowl. Yeah, we saw what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, but the thing nope. is though, the thing is though. The Bengals' offensive line has been bad all year. And you know what they kind of remind me of? They remind me of what, um, you know, I'm a big Rocky fan. Reminds me what Duke told um, told Apollo when Apollo said, I want to fight him again, I want to fight him again. Duke walked up to him and said, he's all wrong for us, babe. I saw you beat that man like nobody ever got beat. And the man kept coming after you. Yeah. We don't need that kind of man in our life. Let it go. Because they really remind me of Rocky Balboa, man. Yeah. Because Rocky, Rocky get beat up first couple rounds or so, and he comes back. The Ram, I mean, the Bengals have come back in like what? The last two games. Well, and the thing about it is the Rams, they, they play a five-man front pretty much always. And they've got one of the best lines in all of football, maybe the best line. There's an argument to be had for the 49ers in the entire NFL. Well, the Niners did beat the Bengals, but it was something like 31 to 28. It was a very close game. It come right down to the end. And there is one uh, elixir for having a bad offensive line against a team that can get to the quarterback. And it's a running game, and Zach Taylor's not afraid to let Joe Mixon run it 25 times to, this weekend. He's not afraid to do that. They ran the they, hell they out of the should, ball. They're going to need a good balance of running, man, because they that line, with that line, man, they're going to have to run. I think they're probably going to have to run a little bit more than what they pass. <laughs> There's two scenarios here. The Rams win 42-10, to 10, or the Bengals win something like, 27 to 26. Yeah. If the Rams win it it'll be a blowout. Yeah. If the bang if the Bengals win, it'll be within a touchdown. Who you got, man? I got Joe Burrow. What's the score? 27 26 Bengals. 27-26, so one-point game. Okay. Rookie, rookie field goal kicker who's been an absolute stud at the end of the game is going to turn to his holder and said, is going to tell him, how do you feel to be a Super Bowl champ? And he's going to walk out there and punch it through for the win. Oh, so they're going to be down by two at the last second, and then they're going to kick a field Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be – I, I, I hope it's a hell of a game. I love Joe Burrow. I, I mean, he yeah. – Man, he Dude. is really growing on me. When it, when they were talking uh, about him as MVP, uh, I was like, 
Uh, when Florio was talking about MVP, I was like, man, come on, man, come on. He he's got. I, stat- I've been watching. I've been paying more attention to him now. I mean, look, he's the real for, deal. For all the Mahomes, Josh Allen talk, they better be on the. Look- they, better they better pay better be attention to this guy over their shoulder for this cat. And people are not not noticing. Joe Burrow is mobile as hell. He yeah. ran all over that team in that well, last game at the he, end. Of he the better be mobile because he's going to be running in this one. He's going to be running this one. All right. My pick, man. I just gave you every single reason why this game should be a blowout. A blowout. I picked against the nice. Bengals in the first two games. I picked against them. Now, I did pick them to beat the uh, Chiefs. Because I started believing in this team. I'm going with the Rocky Balboa upset. Do it. Do it. I'm doing it, man. I'm going with the Rocky Balboa upset. There's something about this team. They can get down 10. And I'm not even going to run away from them. Because this team can come back. But man, that offensive line, defensive line matchup should be one-sided. But I'm doing it, man. But you notice that the um, the Bengals defense, what they did to Patrick Mahomes in that second half, was outstanding. Their their defense is good, dude. Their defense is good. their defense is good. Yeah. Up until that and, final Kansas City drive, the second half, Kansas City, I believe, had uh thirty four yards of yards of offense in that second half. And and, and a key note here, Matthew Stafford is very, very much due for the two interception. One I was just about, game. I was about to bring he that up. Man. I was about to, to bring that meltdown. up. Yeah. This is it. The meltdown. All right. Score wise, I'm going to go 24, 21 Bengals. Matthew Staff is probably going to throw two interceptions. I mean, if that defense plays the way they did against Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, ooh, it's going to be a long day for uh, Stafford. So we're both picking the upset. Yeah. We're doing it. And, and look, somewhere I'm I'm sitting back, and I think this team is listening to all the BS that's being said about Bill Simmons came out on his podcast says this week and said the Bengals shouldn't even be here. No. They they don't belong in this game. They're not. He was like, they're not better than the Chiefs. They're not better than the Titans. They just happen to win those games. He was like, they don't deserve to be here. I mean, he mm. thinks the Rams are going to smoke them. It ain't going to happen. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, don't I don't think, think it's so. going to be a blowout. No, no, uh-uh. no. Uh-uh. And and for all those people that think that that Odell's about to go out there and show his ass. Odell has had one good game, and it was the last one he's played in about the last 25 games. One good game, really and truly, and that was the one he just played. I wouldn't count on Odell for nothing. Now, look, if Robert Woods was not injured and he was still playing for the Rams right now, I'd probably pick the Rams because I Robert Woods is way underrated at wide receiver. Mm. I take him every day of the week over Odell. Every day of the week. I, I still believe, man, if uh, Tampa Bay didn't have a mental breakdown on that last uh, drive, I don't. I don't believe the Rams are actually in the Super Bowl. I believe Tampa Bay is in the Super Bowl right now. 
I, I but agree. They, they, but I they agree. blew the coverage, man, because Staff, Stafford, man, he, he got lucky. I mean, he was awful in that second half against Tampa Bay. Well, awful. Look, if Tart catches an interception, it's the Niners and the Bengals right now. True, true. I mean, and the nine, the, one the, catch. The Niners, the, nine, the Niners dominated that game, but it came down to it at the end. No, the Niners actually blew a 10-point lead. So Anyway. All right, yeah. uh, let me check and see if we got any more Super Chats to come in. Thanks for the donation, guys. Are we all caught up? Yep, we're all caught up there. Streamlabs, and refresh that. And No, we're all caught up. All right. Um, Aaron Rodgers did win his uh, fourth MVP uh, yesterday, but uh, he addressed his future with um, the Packers. Now, I did not. Um, I didn't hear exactly what he said, but I wanted to bring this up. So this is fresh right here to me. I believe Rhodes already knows about this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers discusses a uh, future with Packers after winning fourth MVP. Now, here's the thing, man. He he got 39 votes. Tom Brady got 10. I didn't think it was be that wide of a margin right there. And I think Cooper Cup got the one one vote, so thirty nine out of uh, to ten. I I hate to give the AP any credit. I mean, that, even saying it out loud kind of makes my skin crawl. But I do have to give him credit for not holding the coronavirus thing against Rogers. And yeah, I, yeah, I give him credit MVP. on that. They did the right. The, thing. I thought the vote would be closer than that, man. I, I think if they'd have done the vote in say week twelve, Tom Brady would have won it. Well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't even a candidate in Week Twelve. <laughs> that's what that's what I mean. Like, like yeah. it's, we we all kind of agreed that Tom Brady seventy percent of the season he was the MVP, and nobody was really talking about anybody else. Yeah, maybe yeah. Cooper Cup, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, um, you you know, there's been so much talk about Brady trying to get to the Niners. I still like Rodgers as a better fit for that team. Than, than Brady. And you know, I'm a bigger Tom Brady fan than I am Aaron Rodgers. Right. This is not even close. But far as fits go, well, mm-hmm. I mean, look, the Packers run virtually the same offense the Niners run. And Rodgers, right, wrong, or indifferent, is still what? Six years younger than Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, if you asked me, who would you like to have, Tom Brady for one year or Aaron Rodgers for two or three? I'd say Aaron Rodgers for two or three. The thing is, man, I don't think you know? Aaron – honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play two more years, man. He almost retired. I think he was dead serious about retiring this offseason. So I believe he's, he's about he two still, years, man. He could still retire. He could. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, every time was a real thing. I don't think he was BSing. But uh, Aaron Rodgers won the NFL MVP award for the second straight year and the fourth time in his career. During Thursday's NFL awards broadcast, which I didn't even know was on, uh, he was asked about uh, what lies ahead for his career. Rodgers and the Packers had their season ended prematurely. No, probably right on schedule because we both picked them to lose. <laughs> uh, what a with a home loss in the divisional round to the 49ers. In the weeks after th- that game, he's kept all options open open for his future, a return to Green Bay, and move to another team, or retirement after winning back-to-back MVP candidates. So that's still on the board. 
He says, quote, I got some decisions to make for sure. Rogers told NFL's uh, NFL Network's uh, Taylor Biskowski. Ah, man, I can't even say his name. So uh, yesterday was like Biscotti. Biscotti. Yeah. Thank you. Yesterday was like the first day that kind of felt like the off season. I'm going to enjoy the next couple of weeks. I've had good conversations with Green Bay and I'll do some contemplating and make a decision here pretty quick. Um, I really, I'm really thankful to be here. It's fun to share the stage with uh, Peyton and see so many guys who inspire me. Yeah. Cause Peyton Manning, um, actually, um, gave him the MVP award. Look at, look at his hair, man. <laughs> hey, he looks he looks like he's a vampire in a movie or something. <laughs> he really wants to be John Wick, I swear. <laughs> oh L- let's yeah. listen to this. I am oh, here funny. with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who just won MVP, your fourth MVP. Does it ever get old? It doesn't. It's surreal though. I mean it's it's been uh such a such an interesting year, so much uh growth and a lot of great memories, um, but I'm, I'm really thankful to be here. It's fun to share the stage with Peyton and see so many guys inspired me. I walk in, and the first guy I see is Steve Young. I mean, Steve was one of my all-time favorite players. I grew up in Northern California. Now he's a friend. It's like this whole thing is surreal. It's a fun fraternity of guys and, and so many people who've made an impact on the league, and, and Keegan is unbelievable. So it's a good night. <laughs> when you look back on this past season, what's one of your most memorable moments? You know, a lot of the stuff is off the field stuff. You know, it's it's disappointing the way it finished for us after the team that we had. But a lot of it is just the, the memories in the locker room, the conversations, the joking around. Uh, you know, we do we do a fun Christmas thing in, in our quarterback room. Um, and just like giving out gifts to people and seeing the looks on their faces and sharing hugs and speaking love to each other is, is some of the best moments in the entire year. Then we have a lot of fun on the field too, but – but the off-the-field stuff is really, really special. What can we expect from you on the field next year? Well, I got some decisions to make for sure. Uh, yesterday was like the first day that kind of felt like the off-season uh, as I kind of had a couple things I had to do before I got back to the West Coast. And then actually I was out in Scottsdale yesterday. So I'm going to enjoy the next couple weeks. And, you know, I've had good conversations with Green Bay and I'll, you know, do some contemplating and, and make a decision here pretty quick. Yeah, last year at NFL Honors, you kind of dropped some big news on us with the engagement. Do you have anything for us for us this year? <laughs> no, I'm going to try and fly on the radar and, and not not uh, you know make too many waves from this point forward. Tom no, Brady, you're not. obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He did leave the door open to the possibility that he would come back next year. Do you think he'll be back? Did he really? Yeah, the other day. I, see, I've been out of the out of the news cycle, but. Um, you know, Tom is such a trailblazer in this league. He's done everything you could possibly imagine, winning championships, winning MVPs, playing till 44 years old. Uh, so, I don't know. He's one of the most competitive people that the game has ever seen. I wouldn't put it past him coming back. But uh, he also is a father and, and loves spending time with his kids. So, I'm sure that would take a lot to get him, you know, to, to recommit to a team. Well, congratulations on your fourth MVP award. Thank Thanks you, Aaron. That. Yeah, that, that volume was kind of low there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. He's still open to retiring, but he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. So what is he going to do? I mean, the Titans have already slammed the door. They said, no, Tannehill is our guy. 
They're crazier than hell. In case you guys don't know, Aaron Rodgers bought land out there in Nashville. I believe he's building a house, so he bought a house out there. And they don't want him. Pretty stupid. Pretty you know stupid. what? You know what? He's not going to retire because he's not going to want to go in the Hall of Fame the same year that Brady and Roethlisberger does. No, I didn't think he would retire this year. Yeah. I mean, they're I mean, saying Brady, retirement Brady, still on the table, but I, I think, think there's a chance Brady comes back because he doesn't want to share the Hall of Fame with the with Roethlisberger. But let's say this, man. If he does retire this season, he goes in with Brady and Roethlisberger. Is that the greatest um, Oh yeah. Um, oh, Hall yeah. of Fame class in NFL history? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a class a few years ago that was really good. Uh, but no, I think that'd probably have to be, it's certainly yeah. the best quarterback class to ever go in together Yeah, with no, no question. Um, yeah. God, I still feel like him and Pittsburgh may have this thing going on, you know, the Steelers. I, I would he, probably say since Tennessee has written them off, I think Pittsburgh is probably the best place to go now. I, I mean, They've got a great defense. even even over the Niners because folks, Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach, man. That man is a hell of a good coach. You throw him in there, and let's be honest, he'll be better than Ben Roethlisberger ever was. Let's just be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect Close, to Ben, but he Ben was never never. Think, but um. Uh, he might go to Denver, but I'm going to tell you, Rodgers is smart, and something tells me that Rodgers is not going to be very happy about the ownership situation in Denver well, because there's, there. not, there's not going to be one. And I just don't know if he is going to want to go to a team that is up for sale right now. Because that could change everything. We know. Mm-hmm. Look, we know how that happens. If if whoever buys the uh, the Broncos, ownership matters, man. Oh, it sure does. If and, you get a cheap if, owner, man, you're in trouble. If whoever buys the Broncos comes in, you know how this goes. They come in. Ownership wants their own GM and their own coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that coach I mean, is going to bring in his coaches. That that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, I. I I agree. I think that's that's a real thing too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, there's not enough. I I had even considered Tampa, but Tampa's in too much of a rebuild too now. Yeah. That, that I think Tampa's out. So so, what's your three projections for Rodgers? Well, Green Bay is still in the midst, even though I probably put them last. Pittsburgh. I don't think Denver is in play. I think Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and um, Green Bay in that order. Um, in that order. Because Pittsburgh we, is in desperate need of a quarterback now. But, you know, there was heavy rumors last year that he had the Broncos and the Raiders on his list. Mm-hmm. What about the Raiders? That's a good place too. 
you know, I mean, brand, out of all the turmoil that they had last season, brand new stadium. Josh McDaniels is the coach now. Las Vegas is a good place to live. No yeah. state taxes over there. I mean, you're in the, the desert. I mean, also is Las Vegas not is not a very big city. So Green Bay is smaller, but mm-hmm. you got a lot more stuff to do out there in uh, Las Las Vegas. Yeah, but Lafleur, Lafleur, his current coach is a Shanahan, direct Shanahan descendant. So, because we got to remember, Lafleur's brother was the offensive coordinator for the Niners year before last. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. all they're all best friends. Um, but also, so, if he goes to Pittsburgh, man, the way they run things over there, I don't think you'll be seeing all of this drama with them. That's the one place where I believe the drama would stop. They're they're stable. Pittsburgh's yes. very stable. Extremely stable. Yeah. The most yeah. probably the most stable franchise in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, fifty years you only had three coaches. <laughs> I mean, who who else could say that? So. Hmm. I don't I don't know, man. I I still think Green Bay's in play. I agree with that. Um, I think I guess Denver is in play because they hired the the uh, the Packers offensive coordinator. So I mean, I guess that that theoretically would put them in play. Um, uh, I think the Niners are in play if they can figure out if they've got any draft cap capital. Which Let they me don't. ask you this here, dark dark horse here, the Vikings. Boy, they got a bunch of talent. They got same, a bunch of talent. Same division. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, good Lord. Dalvin Cook, holy But smokes. But not only that. And Aaron Rodgers. You Yikes. get to – Aaron Rodgers, gets, he gets to beat up on the Packers two times a year. Then outside, I'll say dark horse with them. I don't know their cap situation or anything like that, but uh, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Let let's do it. Three way trade. I've got I've got it worked out. Three way trade. Um, Jimmy Jimmy G goes to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers goes to uh, the Vikings, and um, Kirk Cousins goes back to the Niners. Because that's who Kyle Shanahan's wanted this whole time anyway. <laughs> that that's yeah. his that's his. Uh, oh, and while we're talking about this, I can break a little news. Um. There has been a report come out of uh, San Francisco. There is legit beef between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch right now. Legit beef. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That they, they feuded this past season and Kyle Shanahan. I did not realize this. I thought it was Kyle wanting to play Jimmy. No, it was John Lynch wanting Jimmy G to play. Kyle wanted to play Trey Lance. Yeah, and hmm. and and Kyle is still pissed that John Lynch traded for Jimmy G and not Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Yeah, that's why John Lynch and he admitted he did talk to television about the idea of coming back, but then said, "No, I'll, I'll stay with the Niners." So there you go. I got a little right. news there. Good. All right, we got one more topic here. And man, Rhodes, are you 
are you guys getting really, really weird weather? Like, it's it'll get like seventy degrees in the afternoon, but in the morning it's like thirty eight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, man, yeah. it's been this morning, man. It was like yesterday. It was like thirty eight degrees, then it got up to like almost seventy. So, like in a matter of hours, I turned the heat. Like the heat was on now, and I just switched it to the AC because it's sixty eight degrees right now. When it was Dude, like forty five. It was 30 yesterday morning, got up to 71 at one point. Like, what? Yeah, we're going and, through that and, cycle, man. And, and what's funny this. is when I go to bed, I can't have the heat on because it's not cold enough. I wake up in the morning, it's freezing. Weird. And, All right, and, one more. Oh, and Saturday, Saturday, they're calling for the high here to be like 44 again and rain. Like what the yes, Christy, we have it. No, oh, right there. There you go. Now you can see it. Oh. And yet, and yes, I'm getting one. John may have to order two since he just broke that one. No, I didn't break it. You just <laughs> you're sitting on my printer. I had to stand it up, but when we shoot newsbreak videos. We we can't have YouTube stuff in Newsbreak videos, so they'll decline the video automatically. Yeah, yep. so I just leave it on the floor there. <laughs> All right, uh, one more video here. NBA news: Ennis Cantor got traded from the Celtics. He is no longer a Boston Celtic. He was traded to the Rockets, and he has no team now. That's right, folks. Check it out. Over here on Outkick, China bashing Ennis Cancer Freedom gets traded, then way by the Houston Rockets. Coincidence. Now we know the number one team in China for the NBA is the Rockets. The Yao Ming con- connection there. Yep. If they put Ennis Cancer left him on that team, woo, boy, woo. I don't believe you would have saw the Rockets because Celtics already banned in China. The Rockets, they stink. They're not. They're not good. The, I believe the last thing they they want to do is is lose uh, the Chinese the China's uh, audience. <laughs> uh, the Rockets would have literally been on the court, and all of a sudden, all these Chinese soldiers would have just came out on the court and just hauled the entire team off. Yeah, <laughs> just hauled the entire team off. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're they're the number one uh, most sold merchandise NBA. Um, the, the Rockets are the number one most bought over mm-hmm. in China. Yeah. Yep. Chanton's out. The Houston Rockets are waving Ennis Cancer Freedom after acquiring the center, the center via trade, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. As teams race to get transactions done before the NBA's trade deadline concluded on Thursday, uh, Boston shipped a package including Cancer Freedom to Houston in exchange for center Daniel uh, Theus, who previously played for the Celtics from 2017 to 2020 freedom's appearance on the court this season has been scarce with some fans and supporters speculating that his anti-China messaging called up to Ennis and made him a liability due to the association's link with China, with the Chinese market. I believe that is the only reason why he's not playing because when he's actually played, you look at his numbers, he's been productive. I mean, he's getting like what? Seven minutes a game or something like that. Yep. And I don't wow. I don't show any rumors of another team there. So that's that's yeah, gonna look, be very, very interesting, actually. Look what he's doing here. 
11.7 minutes. He's averaging 3.7 points and 4.6 rebounds in 35 games, shooting 53% from the field. That's pretty good for the amount of minutes, and he's he's going to be a role player. But it says his final appearance for the Celtics, uh, facing, Brook, facing the Brooklyn Nets, he scored 7 points and 12 rebounds. But maybe this is another reason why he got uh he he got uh cut. <laughs> you guys got to see that this is hilarious right here. Oh, it's a South Park thing kind of thing. Of course, that's little China James right there and E. Jean Ping. Check it out. How do we fix this mess? This piece of shit made. We make a video of him retracting his statements, saying very nice things about us, and we send it to the news. I'll never do it. This isn't up for discussion. In China, you comply or you die. Gee, what are you doing? You can't just kill him. I kill people all the time. I killed two million Muslims just last month. You're a monster. Next, you're going to tell me my shoes really are made by kids. Don't be stupid, LeBron. Your shoes are not made by kids. Oh, thank God. They are made by babies. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I tried to tell you, LeBron. I didn't do my research. Now, you will say what the fuck we tell you to say. I'd rather die. Are you going to comply, LeBron? Hello, Enos Cantor Freedom here, right from a channel. I was talking about China is super free. President G is a great man. Visit China and see. See the Great Wall. Download TikTok. Give China your information. Come to China. Uh, That pretty much sums up LeBron James in China. That's hilarious. (laughs) Please go see Space Jam 2, The Search for Chinese Dollars. Oh. Boy, um, I think it's safe to say uh, we're not going to be seeing Ennis the rest of this season. I think he's done. His, he's NBA, done. Car- his NBA career is over, right? I mean, nobody's going to sign him now. Not this season, this, I don't believe. This will be very telling because he absolutely should be on a team somewhere yeah, playing. Yeah, he should be. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he ain't going to the Lakers. Boy, if he, <laughs> what, what, that'd be hilarious. What if the Lakers did sign him? He would be forced, LeBron James would be forced to come face-to-face with this guy. Oh, or if the Rockets hadn't cut him, they trade him for Russell Westbrook. Yep. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, Oh, boy, that was hilarious there. That was funny, yeah. Yep. Well, that's pretty much it, guys. That is the show. Um, Like I said before, remember, live stream is going to be tomorrow and uh, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Click the join button. You can actually join in on live stream. Uh, any other final words, Rhodes? Yeah. Go subscribe to Black and White Network, The Matrix and Road Show, and Black and White Live. Yep. That's my And final we words. do have uh, stuff on Rumble also as well. So I've been doing a little exclusive stuff every now and again over on. I did a couple of, of exclusive videos over there, and it was the only videos that Rumble pushed. <laughs> <laughs> ironically yeah uh, buddy private Kyle is here yep yeah, and Chrissy has the link to for the join button here uh trying to get the memberships up over here so yeah live stream tomorrow morning if you click the join button so I'll post I'll set up stream today and I'll post it in the community page here for uh the channel members oh yeah by the way I'll be doing a live stream on Sunday uh we were talking about um, doing one before the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, we could. I mean, and another we just one gave, afterwards. We just gave our picks, but 
Which one should we do, or should we do both? Um, yeah, we did do our pits. I don't see yeah. the point doing it before. Do I it afterwards. Either. I think do we it. should do one afterwards, provided it was a close game. If it was yeah. a blowout, yeah. All right, we'll do uh, one. Um, we'll do one after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah because we already gave our pits. So, yeah. All right, guys, we will catch you guys. Almost said Monday, but uh, Sunday after the game, we'll be back live. So, Rhodes, send us home. Peace. We're out. Until next time. There you go.